0: Tonight I'd like to continue working with the theme for this fall of awareness and attention that is developed out of the Buddha's teachings of the Four Foundations on Mindfulness. We've been working with different aspects of it for the last month or two. And particularly I'd like to talk tonight about awareness of breathing. Um, I'd been planning this for some time And then, as we got closer, it became clear that tonight is also the pre-election night where the society around is at this fevered election pitch. And I wondered how this would fit together with that kind of madness. Um, And one thing I realized, just returning uh, this weekend from a week down in the desert in Yucca Valley leading a retreat, is how wonderful it was to be on retreat and have no news at all. It was splendid, and I realized I missed nothing, you know. Certain great monasteries in Asia um, are really held as oases, as islands of sanity and calm, even in the midst of revolutions and warfare and all the things that tend to sweep, nations in Asia and elsewhere periodically every 50 or 100 or 200 years. These places are very consciously created as islands of sanity. So tonight, by working with the breath, we'll take it as a breather, if you will, from all that's been happening out there. A poem to begin with tonight entitled A Charm to use against the language of politics. It's a sort of, you know, something that you can hold up in front of the TV or something to keep you straight. A charm to use against the language of politics. Say over and over the names of things, the clean nouns, weeping birch, bloodstone, tangerine, Banshee, damask rose. Read field guides, atlases, gravestones. At the store, bless each apple by kind. Macintosh, winesap, delicious, Jonathan. Enunciate the vegetables and herbs, okra, calendula. Go deeper into the terms of some small landscape. Spiders, for example. Then, after a speech on compromising the environment for technology that you hear on television, recite the tough, silky structure of spider webs. Tropical stick, ladder web, mesh web, filmy dome, funnel, trap door. When you've compared the candidates' slippery platforms Chant the spiders, comb-footed, round-headed, garden-cross, feather-legged, ogre-faced, black widow Remember that most short verbs are ethical. Hatch, grow, spin, trap, eat. Dig deep, pronounce clearly, pull the words in over your head hole up for the duration. (laughs) A charm. This is written by Veronica Patterson. It's in a magazine called The Sun, which is a wonderful journal. So the question that's raised, perhaps, as we speak about breathing tonight, is how can we live wisely in this complex human existence of ours. The Buddha offers to us a very direct and simple recommendation which comes through the sutras or the teachings of mindfulness and breath breathing, anapanasati. Anapana means breathing in and breathing out. And he says, my friends, take time Friends, a practitioner, someone who wishes to learn this art, goes into the forest to the foot of a tree to a quiet place, sits stably, holding their body erect, and begins to be aware of their life breath. Breathing in, they know they're breathing in. Breathing out, they know they're breathing out. Breathing in a long breath, I know I'm breathing in a long breath. Breathing out, I'm breathing out a long breath. Breathing in a short breath, they know the same, short breath in and out. Breathing in, I'm aware of my whole body. Breathing out, I'm aware of my whole body. Breathing in, I make my whole body calm and at peace. Breathing out, the same. Breathing in, I feel joyful. Breathing out, I feel joyful. This is how one can practice. Breathing in, I'm aware of the activities of mind. Breathing out, I'm aware of the activities. Breathing in, I let the mind settle, become peaceful. Breathing out, I make my mind happy. Breathing in, I concentrate. Breathing out, I let go. Breathing in, I make space. Breathing out, I find liberation. It goes on like that. That's the gist of it my friends, he says, come and join me in the rush of the world. Sit quietly. Reconnect with yourself and your life. Breathe. Now, how to do this? Because it's really central to meditation. Some of these words will be reminders to those of you who are old students who've worked with your breath for a long time and Noticed and felt and counted tens of thousands of breaths on retreats, 10,987, 10,988, but there's still 10,999. Some of you might be newer to it. So it begins by taking a simple posture, as we did this, this evening, sitting and feeling yourself on the earth sitting halfway between heaven and earth like a king or a queen with a certain presence or dignity, letting your eyes close gently or not, as you like, and bringing your attention to feel, not to watch or look at, but actually to feel the aliveness of your body and its breath, the expansion and contraction. You feel it in the nose as tingles, swirls, coolness, warmth. You feel it in the throat as tickles, as slight rippling sensations, again as coolness. You feel it in the chest as it expands, opens, contracts, releases. You feel it in the belly as it rises and falls, hardens and softens, moves. Let your breath have its natural cycles as you pay attention to it. We often get the idea that if we're doing breathing, it should be a certain kind of breath. But first, it's simply to feel the breath as it is. Even if the breath is very soft, let your attention become as soft as the breath to listen with that kind of care. Where do you feel that soft breath? Where does it show itself? Where are the feelings or sensations? Just a slight tingle in your throat or just a little movement in the belly. Let your attention be as soft and careful as the breath, like a little spider web, again, that you just want to touch. Suzuki Roshi calls the breath a swinging door, no inside, no outside, just this kind of sensation that floats in our body. If it's difficult to feel your breath, Simple. Take your hand and place it on your belly. Rest it there, right around your navel, somewhere right in the middle, and leave it there for as long as you like. Five minutes, half an hour, all morning is fine. And in the palm of your hand, there's a famous Tibetan text called Buddha in the palm of your hand. So this is Buddha in the palm of your hand. You put your hand on your belly, And you just feel, in the palm of your hand, the natural movement of your belly. That's also your breath. It sort of expands like someone blowing up a balloon or a watermelon that's growing. And then it shrinks a little bit, contracts. So the art of being aware of the breathing is really the art of reconnecting with our body with this movement of life. Then some people would say, well, I did it for a few breaths or half an hour or something. Normally you go to a monastery and get these teachings and the teacher would say, here's the practice of working with the breathing. Do it for four or six or eight hours a day for the next three months or six months or a year. You can come and talk to me about it if you need to, and after a year, we'll check in and see how your practice is going. So you get a little bored. I watched my breath for 20 minutes. I felt my belly for this time. I was trying to be aware of my breath. I tell it retreats the story of a friend whose son was stillborn, or so it seemed. And they gave him artificial respiration and were way out in the country, no oxygen, waited to see if this little infant would start to breathe. She said, there's where I learned really what it was like to be aware of the breath. And it wasn't even my own breath. It's just holding this tiny child and waiting to sense the slightest movement of the breath. Or the Zen master whose student complained, watching the breath, feeling the breath, sensing the breath, having the breath in the body. I'm bored with it. Zen master takes the student and pushes his head underwater, holds him down there for a while, (laughs) struggles to get out, can't get out till really a long time. Finally, the Zen master lets him up. (sighs) Gee, it feels good to breathe again. Zen master says, you said the breath isn't interesting, huh? How about that? If you can get interested in that way, your enlightenment is certain. The breath is alive. Because we're alive, that's really the sign of when you die, you know, isn't it? You stop breathing. It's our life itself. Now it's hard for us because we are what the New York Times psychology writer Dan Goldman described us. He said We're a nation with a 15-second attention span. So you feel the breath, one or two breaths, and then your mind wanders away. You think about what you have to do tomorrow and the next day and what somebody said to you and your plans and your car and your family and your bank account and your body and, you know, your garden and the traffic and all these things and all of a sudden, oh, I was being with the breath. So you have to bring the puppy back, as we say, or... Saint Francis the Sales bring the heart back a thousand times though it wanders each time just coming back each time training the puppy the dog runs after the stick or the car or something <laughs> come on back here okay next breath you don't have to beat the dog or you know be abusive to the puppy just bring it back put it back down stay again and gradually the very process of coming back over and over a thousand times, is the meditation itself. That's the movement of resuming our true nature, just returning. So let's practice with it. We'll do a few simple breath practices tonight. So sit up for a, uh, just, we'll do it for three minutes. Zen master Paul Reps said that if you meditate for three minutes, you probably can't do it wrong. <laughs> so the perfect length of time. So, um, let your eyes close for a moment. We'll just do it for two or three minutes. And for these three minutes, I would like you to feel your breath wherever it is. If you don't feel it, you can put your hand on your belly and feel it in your palm of your hand. And to count your breath, a very simple way of helping the mind and body stay connected. As you count the breath, mostly feel it. Feel it come in or move your chest or belly or throat and go out. And just at the end of the breath, say softly the number one. And then feel the whole next breath. And when it ends, say softly the number two. So you're not too busy focusing on the numbers, but really feeling each breath. Just that simple. Feeling the breath, which is a process of being alive or awake with your whole body and mind connected. Does it work to count your breath? You feel how that very simple act, being alive, counting, but focusing on the feeling. The the numbers are just 5%, just peripheral. And as you do, you begin to feel the breath bringing you more awake in the present. And you get to sense your body more as it opens up, breathing in the whole body as the sutra recommends, feeling the feelings that arise, listening, becoming more spacious, letting go. So as we start to feel the breath, to count it, to be with it in some regular way, even if it's just two or three or four breaths and going off and bringing the puppy back. Gradually then we can learn the next step in this process of being with the breath, where the Buddha recommends feeling the breath in the whole body. That is, you feel your breath first in your nose or throat or chest or belly, and that's fine. Rest with it. And then as you get a little quieter, You can also feel at times the breath is reflected everywhere in the body. You can sense it somewhere, feeling in the whole body. That means reconnecting with this human body. Most of the destruction that modern society has caused in the world, ecological destruction or modern computer-aided warfare and so forth, is the result of the mind being disconnected from the heart and the body. Because mentally, it's an interesting game to program targets for nuclear missiles or work out, you know, computer war games, um, or think about maximizing profit. But if you have to breathe smoggy air, you know, and... Drink water that's polluted and taste it and feel the physical effects of what we do. You can't do it. You know, it's, there's a story that I heard um, around this 500th year celebration of Christopher Columbus's voyage um, of a Central American tribe of, of Indians, Native Americans, whose chief symbol in their tribal iconography is a cross inside of a circle. And the cross in the center represents that which is human, which is divided and um, trying to understand and create the nature of the human mind. And the circle represents the great spirit, the wholeness of life the cross within the circle. So when they heard these white conquistadors coming off these strange uh, vehicles out in the ocean, you know, with horses and, and so forth that arrived, they went to see them and they wondered what kind of sign they would bring with them, what symbol there was of their civilization. This is a true story. And then they looked and they saw the cross, which was familiar to them, but they saw that there wasn't a circle around it. And they said, "Uh uh-oh, I think we're in for some trouble here (laughs) because it's all this part of dividing and um, creating and what's human without the part that's the spirit, that's the whole. So the next instructions of the Buddha is to feel the breath in the whole body. That is to sense as you breathe how it actually vibrates or tingles in all parts of your body in subtle ways, the pressure, the movement, the warmth, the cool. If you sit and pay attention and get quiet just for a few breaths, calming the body, making the body peaceful, you can feel how the breathing in and out somehow can be sensed in every part of your body. Does that make sense to you all? Let's try it again. Close your eyes just for a couple minutes. This next instruction from the Buddha. Sitting, present, aware of breathing in and breathing out. I breathe in and I'm aware of my whole body. I breathe out and feel my whole body. I breathe in and let my whole body become calm. I breathe out. And let my whole body be at peace. See if you can feel the breath subtly in all the parts of your body. Breathing in, I feel my whole body. Breathing out, I calm my body. Could you feel that, some of you? Makes sense to feel the breath even more fully in the whole of your body than just in the throat or nose or chest? How many people could feel the breath somewhat in the rest of their body? So, probably half of you or more, anyway. Yeah? Uh huh. So you begin to notice things as you feel the breath. What happens is you feel a change in your pulse, or you feel change in temperature. Sometimes one part of the breath is warmer or cooler than another, or your body changes temperature as you breathe. Also, you begin to notice other things. The breathing puts you in touch with the changing rhythms of your body itself. As you begin to work with the breath and deepen this practice this simple offering of feeling life-breath, you can begin to sense how breath is healing. (coughs) To breathe into the body is to give attention to, to open instead of contraction. When you breathe and feel your whole body or breathe into some place, it's to allow movement, to allow yourself to to touch the things that have contracted or wounded you can feel when you start to open the breath into the body those places that feel neglected or closed off or wounded or tight and they're tight because they don't move blood doesn't circulate the breath doesn't move them much and that's the place of disease disease or sickness or pain so sometimes you can actually direct your breath into those places, ah, just to feel the, pla- the pain or the tightness or the wound or the hurt or the contraction or the tension, and breathe into it, not so much to try to change it, but to feel it, to touch it with your breath and allow it to be felt and gradually it will open, breathing into what's present. One of the monasteries in which I trained in Thailand years ago. Uh, The teacher there was also the teacher for the queen mother of Thailand, and she had come to him around the time that I'd come there to practice, a bit before, unable to sleep. Um, The king of Thailand had an elder brother who was assassinated. Um, So one of her two sons was killed in the palace through palace intrigue of some kind or other. Various other things, lest you think the lives of kings and queens and so forth are all a picnic, um, made the palace not such an easy place to live for her. And so she came to study meditation, and she was given all these talks on the Buddhist teachings and so forth, which she'd heard living in a Buddhist country. My teacher said she really didn't, she really didn't um, learn that aspect of Buddhist teachings so well, She wasn't all that good as a meditation student, but she sent him this great and wonderful gift at the end of her period of being in the monastery when she got back home with a simple note to him, dear teacher, I thank you so much. Um, Now I'm finally able to get some rest. Because what the meditation had done for her, she carried so much fear and pain and grief that mostly what it did was just let her, ah, feel that and learn to open to it. So that the lack of sleep, she wasn't able to sleep for some years. She said, this is the greatest blessing. All I could ask from meditation is just that I could have a good night's sleep. To breathe is healing. It awakens our whole body. It awakens when we feel deeply the soles of our feet the windows of our eyes, the heart of our hearts, the voice, the language of our throat. All of these things get touched when we breathe, can open as we breathe, the places that we hold. I'll read you another poem, second poem for the evening. This was written by a man named Mark O'Brien, who was stricken by polio at age six. Mark has spent the rest of his life in an iron lung. To write, he strikes the keys of his computer with a mouth stick clenched between his teeth. And that's how he writes his poems, lying there. This poem is entitled, Breathing. Grasping for straws is easier. You can see the straws. This most excellent canopy, the air, look, presses down upon me at 15 pounds per square inch, a dense, heavy, blue-glowing ocean supporting the weight of condors that swim in its churning currents. All I get is a thin stream of it, a finger's width of the rope that ties me to life, as I labor like a stevedore to keep the connection. Water wouldn't be so circumspect. Water would crash in like a drunken sailor, but air is prissy and genteel, teasing me with its nearness and pervading immensity. The vast circumambient atmosphere allows me but 90 cubic centimeters of its billions of gallons and miles of sky. I inhale it anyway with help, knowing that it will hurt in the weary ends of my crumpled paper bag lungs, knowing that it will hurt and heal." Imagine lying there for your life, being breathed by that machine, breathing. To breathe Into life is to heal, to touch things with the breath. Breath connects us with life. We breathe out, and the trees around breathe in the carbon dioxide that we exhale. They take it in their leaves from the bottom and the pores of the leaves, and they breathe out oxygen, and then we breathe that in, a nice little exchange between us.
1: The breath connects us with life. You know it if you're ever with a woman in labor or you are a woman in labor, to breathe, breathe as you give birth. Or if you're ever with somebody who's dying, ah, to connect with their breathing, feel their breathing, sense the rhythms of their breathing. I talk about that in other weeks, of being with people who are dying. A good friend of mine, her mother came to some retreat. She brought her mother who was. Um, in her 80s to some retreats. Her mother kind of liked it and then died a year after her first couple of retreats of emphysema. And she, her mother spoke to me not long before she died. She said, you know, I didn't really do very well with that meditation on the breathing in the retreat. I kind of liked listening to the talks, but the breathing part was hard. She said, but now I know how important it was, lying here every breath, is really all that matters, just being able to breathe. Breathing keeps us alive, connects us with life. Remember the thing that I read sometimes about Arnold Mendel's teachings on coma, going to the hospital and breathing with other people, following their breath rhythms, making sounds, until you're so in tune with them that you can hear them or sense them or they wake up. But let's try that, connecting with one another in the breath, to rest in the breath of another person. Find a partner, turn to somebody. And if there happen to be three of you, that's okay. This is just another quick breathing exercise.
0: Two or three. Just look around.
1: And here's the exercise. Some of you have done it in longer fashions, lying down, but we'll just do it for a few minutes, sitting up. It's a version of the dual breathing that's one of the ancient Buddhist practices. So, one of you in the diad or trio, um, We'll close your eyes in a moment. look at each other, just acknowledge. You''t just have to be some soulful Sufi stare or something. just you know, where you are with another person. It's nice. And the first of you, who's going to take the rest, um, when you're ready then, after you acknowledge each other, just close your eyes. The person whose eyes is closed, job is just to sit there and breathe naturally. Now, the person sitting opposite them, notice your partner sitting in front of you with their eyes closed. And as you notice them, your job is to begin to look carefully and see, to sense the movement of their breath. Look at their chest or belly and see how it rises and falls. And as you see the or belly rise and fall, now bring your own back breath into rhythm with it, breathing in as the person with her eyes closed does, breathing out when they do. as you see the rhythm of that breath, and breathe in and out with it, now, as you breathe out the person whose eyes are open, make the sound, ah, with each out-breath, so your partner whose eyes are closed can hear that sound. Ah. Nice and loud so they can hear you. Okay. now, just be silent for a moment, then, then the person with their eyes closed, please open their eyes, and come back for just a few seconds, silently. And then the opposite partner in the moment, close your eyes, and if there is happen to be three of you, then both of you close your eyes. I'm not sure how this will work exactly, but <laughs> we'll do what we can. And then with your eyes closed, just sit there. Let your breath be natural. Know someone is there. You know, The one with your eyes open, begin to notice the natural breathing of your partner. Breathe along with them, breathing in and out as they breathe And then be able to make this yellow and a ah, With each other of breath you speak if you're part of breathing. But it's too loud. But they can hear you. Ah <laughs> Well, I've got the fish It's an interest to and it's it's an interest to wear, and to wear. it's really a, bit a fact that you breath. Then open your eyes, you're closed. Then the mm-hmm. place, and then back this morning. It's an thing, wondrous, and intimate thing to breathe along with another person. Even just a few minutes of breathing, with more natural it was probably strange that somebody's got it more than somebody else. So you can see what you learned in there. But it's extraordinary thing just below. if your heart closed. Someone else is breathing little because sometimes it feels as if there's some cradling with that sound oh, you can let like, go just naturally. Sometimes you worry. You feel so connected to my breathing logic for that person, you know? The ultimate condependence, right? To breathe correctly for someone like me. You know? But you know there's so kinds of things how more parents love love someone else's breath in your own breath. If you really want to connect with someone that's therapy or love making a the hospital, where your child, is a in a if you them breath, the The of woman in the is that which connects us. The starts to sense will and and breathe. And as the breath opens, we can feel it somehow. The breath bringing is the sense of lightness of joy. To breathe and open, it's like leaving traffic, getting out of the city and the complexities, and going for a walk by the illusion, even with the wind, walking with the
2: mountains the rest.
1: You know how we get to look get of breath, we get a friend, we get pain. And the first thing we do is stop breathing, or about to frightened and scared them into losing their When you hold them, one of the first things you do to naturally is to breathe along with them breathe. help them breathe. Help yourself breathe. So you breathe and fly with them. Some talks about. Finding the joy of breathing, the you of want to be breathing as in the Sutra. But the purpose of breathing is not for us to calm and quiet ourselves, but to liberate the heart, to breathe the real, awakening and compassion in life. The work with the breathing is to take the one seat in the center of the world, as the Buddha did, to be in the presence of our own body and all around us, without fighting or making war with things to stop and just come from the rest. The teach people to the Buddha, the scripture says, breathe in, to fall awareness. Awareness of the mind, of the limitation, of the, inner, of the pain, of anger, of the longing, of the emptiness. All those things will get entangled in the spirit so often, so pivotally. You see, the world of the could be developed. Because you know the you do and the people upset and the frightened. you believe get to the to the woman in the that Because it would be mistaken for the the things that frightened people aren't as good as so the just your know, so That's what right. Because you not to notice. You're feeling the it's, you know, it's like the garage. And to the desert. the first thing out, to complete it. So we don't feel so lonely or empty or frightened or but it's the monk, right? It's the monk. It was the story of a very young woman. Someone called him one day and actually wanted to speak to his parents. He said, hello, very solemn, no if you whispered, who is the difference to my... Could I talk to the mom? No. Could she there? I talk to the Why not? talking to the police. Well, there? I talk to you? Isn't the bear? Yes, he's bigger. Why can't I talk to him? He's
2: talked
1: to the fire. Could I talk to the police? No. Could I talk to the fire? No. What are they doing? They're all
2: looking for me.
1: You can fix them in <laughs> the that's how I think it is, is The lips to the the lips. truth that we speak is nearer, nearer, nearer. Our own heart, our own, mind, our own So of can- the and to the heart and the body and mind to the space so that we can feel alive, which is what we seek. It's not something that you can speak after you will be someone. It's going all the time. We don't do it now. So teaches us for cool but the river the kitchen the to to I have a friend in uh, a Harvard Law School who got professor there the law coverage law And he said if I know how to do my law coverage would be impossible. He also said that it was a very, 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 very lot of practical meetings for hope that, some, that comes to the no. hope <laughs> come that's <laughs> the life, become a life, I learning
2: the
1: blah <laughs> All The so articles the <noise> children were very, the the birth children, the 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 Twenty recorded organizations, the big and the 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 American to breathe the charabla <laughs> to breathe the charabla to the charabla to believe the charabla to believe the to the to true, the charabla to the but get a It's important to learn it's to work with it. I would remember how to work a while with the of for an hour walk I'm do it from four and a i to a few hours to go and sit and what time People would say, well, that You know, which is like <laughs> a thing, die, this <laughs> time I gave him beautiful breath. He said, too much. Next time I gave him this Exhale. to the but it with a of the to barker ul I game for it for it the <laughs> language <laughs> the La verdad es el problema la pobreza es que 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 el problema
2: la pobreza es que el problema la pobreza es que el problema la
1: pobreza es que el problema la 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 pobreza es
2: que
1: el problema la pobreza es que 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 la pobreza la pobreza la pobreza la pobreza just as the door, and he said, But it's the terror I want to talk about the man the like and
2: la red
1: que se <tose> Pero era el que era el que era el que era el que era
2: I'm the the going bling <laughs> bling
1: like <laughs> it and <laughs>
2: el I don't
1: remember the